dream of um, our church and I saw it looked like chemical trails that were going up into the air as we were worshipping and as we were praising and from that I saw okay. um, from that I saw there was almost billowing of clouds and I looked very closely and it was this magnificent oak tree that had been birthed out of us as we began worshipping. The next morning I woke up and it was, it, had been the, it was the 5th of July that I woke up, and on the 4th of July in Washington, D.C., they had a whole display um, of their military power, and um, they had a flyover, and there were chemical trails. Won't you show that picture now? It came up on Facebook, and I saw the chemical trails, and if you look at those clouds, they look like leaves and branches, just this incredible fruitfulness, and that is for us as a church. And I believe that, you know, when there's a name change, it's a very significant moment. Abram became Abraham. Sarai became Sarah. And their destinies were rewritten. Parents, this morning, your children's destinies have been rewritten. There's a breaking through. And I just, I could feel it as we're worshipping. Honestly, the tears, I was laughing, but the tears were rolling down my face because I could just feel... That there are children that have lived under burdens, lived under curses. Generational curses have been broken this morning over children's lives. I believe that there's a, a rising up. Let's clap. Let's give God glory this morning. But there's five-fold ministries that are going to begin emerging. And parents, I'm charging you this morning. To begin, almost like Eli, when Samuel came to him and said, you called me? And he said, no, I didn't call you, go back to sleep. Don't you call me, go back to sleep. And he said, called again, and there was that insistence, listen to your children. Because there's going to, you're going to start hearing things coming out of their mouths that are unexpected and wisdom beyond their years. And so there's, a, there's an alertness, it's almost like a sensitizing of our senses as parents, as not parents, as teachers, yeah. as, as just the adults, seeing this and the nurturing. And as the teachers are teaching, they're going to be amazed by the wisdom and revelation that is going to be released yeah. through the children. Right. Yeah. We saw this tree blossoming, and I this morning I just want to call out the leaders. I just feel that there is, there's, there is a movement, there is a shifting between the young ones and Ignite. And so I want this morning, I want Matt and Janice to stand. And I want Joe, who's led to Sammy, stand up, girl. <clears throat> Sorry. And this morning, as um, I was praying for you, I saw a picture of the heavenlies and I saw a picture of the throne room. And um, there was just worship and adoration. The angels, the saints were bowing low. And I saw one, two, three, four, five of you standing. And I, you were standing in the outer courts and you were holding open the gates. Now, I found it very significant what happened this morning when the children were running through. I had no idea. Joe didn't share anything with me. But I saw you holding open the gates. And as these children, as, as you held open the gates, it was like all of heaven, the abundance, the glory, just this outpouring of the Spirit of God was pouring out over your children. 
and you held on. But I want to say this to you. It's going to take fortitude and tenacity to do it. And there are going to be days ahead where you need one another. Matt, I want to say this to you. I prophesied over you just a few weeks ago. Okay, everything you think, okay, now I'm stepping into it, God, well, there's more. Okay, it's the first step, Matt, Janice, it's the first step, and it's the two of you together, that's why I've made Janice stand as well, because you are, yes, hug your wife, because you're a part of this, (laughs) and you are rising up as a couple of power and anointing and glory that God has placed upon you, there's a shifting today, and there's a new mantle, yes, let's do it, amen, yes. It's a new mantle that is coming upon both of you. And what has been imparted to you from mommy, there's an incredible wealth and inheritance that you're walking into in this today. There's something that's that breaking through today over you today. Sammy, I believe that you've been quiet for too long. (laughs) And that God is giving you a voice. But it's almost like God has put a gold trumpet in your hand and he set it to your mouth and he says, blow that trumpet over Zion. Because you have awakened hearts in this church this morning. And you have awakened, you have stirred things that have been slumbering for many years. And you have awakened destiny over lives this morning. And so there's that golden trumpet. You're going to see it in the coming days. And Tracy, this is something for you to note also. There is a rising of leadership upon you. And it's not only for you. But I believe that there's a rising, it goes beyond your own personality, it goes beyond your own ability, it goes beyond your, just even what you thought of a God, God's picking out the sides of the box that you put yourself in, and you've aided others, I know from what you shared with me about your work situation, where others have tried to trample you, others have tried to destroy you, but God has sounded a trumpet over you this morning, and there's a rising. So, Father, we lift this leadership to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we say, let your kingdom come and let your will be done, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that you are raising a standard over this ministry today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for boldness. I pray for tenacity. I pray for fortitude of spirit, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that where the enemy tries to form weapons against him, that it will not prosper in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for a multitude of children to rush in. And you know, even as I'm saying this, I'm seeing a picture as you're holding open those gates. I can see flashes of light, flashes of color over the children. And I see creativity being released upon them. I see children beginning to prophesy. I see the Daniels being raised up. I see the Esthers being raised up. The future generation of this church being raised up. The prophets. I see see them prophesying. I see the fivefold calling being released upon them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, let it be done here on earth as it is in heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You can take a seat. Um, I just, I'm going to be a little while. Sorry. Um, Liam, sweetheart. Don't you stand up? You have an outstanding mommy and daddy. And what they've given to you, they've imparted to you. Okay? And they've taught you to be a child that understands things about the Lord. Am I right? Okay. When you were baptized a few weeks ago, the Lord showed you a picture of the angel that your dad shared with us at the church. 
And I believe she wrote that God, and I want to say this to yeah. you as a, as a couple as well. God is giving you eyes that see beyond things that can be seen. Okay? He's going to begin both. We don't communicate with angels, but to have seen into the spirit realm means that he's going to open your eyes. And even as you grow up to be a teenager, as you grow up to be a young man, there's going to be an awakening inside of you. Do you know what an awakening is? All right. And there's going to be a flourishing inside of you. And there's going to be an awareness. When God speaks to you, speak it out. Okay. When God gives you something, speak it out. Even if it's in a meeting like this. Because you're going to start rising up. Okay. And God's going to do things in your life faster than what would normally happen in anybody else's life. Or even the team, the peers around you, the teenagers around you, as you grow older. Right. Amen. You can take a seat. You don't have to stand up now, you don't. It's time to come out of the shadows. I want to say this to you, even Valentine, is that right? You're much younger than your sisters. And I want to say this, that in some ways, you've been able to hide behind you being a baby in the household. And today, there is a breaking over you. You stand out. I teach at a school, and I know what goes on there. You stand out from the rest of the class. And there's, there's an igniting of a light inside Amen. of you today. But it's not just a little candle. It's a fire that is beginning to burn inside of you. Amen. And so today, we're going to pray for you later. But I want to pray for you and for that impartation of the fire of God to be released upon you. Yeah. And it's going to ignite people around you. It's a fire that's going to begin to burn, and you're going to be a, you're going to be a glory carrier. You're going to release the glory of God into your circumstances, into your home, into your into your friend, into the friendships that you keep. And as you go into high school, you're going to stand out from the rest because of the glory and the power and the anointing of God coming. Amen. Amen. Where's Isaac? Isaac, I won't be long. Isaac. Up you get. Stand up, big guy. Yeah. Can you have something? I think you're bigger than me, so you're going to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you stand right there. <laughs> I, I chatted to your mom this morning and I said, You've got a lion heart. Yeah. yeah. You're a lion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but I, just, I had such a sense, even during the worship, when I was sitting down, I want to say that you've reached times of decision. Because a lion doesn't hang out with the sheep. Okay? A lion doesn't hang out with the giraffes and the elephants. A lion stands up. But I don't just see you as being any lion. There's, there's, there's a mane. There's that big, you know those huge male lions that you see? There's a mane upon him and there's stature and there's, there's respect that is given to him. Now I respect you because you're bigger than me and you stand a whole lot taller than me. Alright, I've got heels, but that don't make no difference to that. But when, when you, when there's, there's this stature, you stand head and shoulders above your peers. And I really feel such a strong sense this morning, make your decisions wisely. In the coming days, make your decisions wisely. So you don't hang out with the things you look at, the people you speak to, the way you speak. Mm-hmm. You've got choices, but it, there is such an anointing and a calling of yeah. God upon you. Amen. And such an incredible gift. I believe that God's going to send you into nations. 
I really do. I believe there are missions, and there's, but there's, you're going to speak with power and anointing, and you're going to release evangelism. There's an, a call of an evangelist upon you, and God is wanting to set those things in place now so that you make wise decisions and you walk hidden shoulders among the Amen. Amen. Um, where is Wade? I saw him earlier. Wade, lead guitarist, Wade? He was here. Okay, I'll share it with him. Um, what I want to do, I want to ask the Ignite leaders, Ignite leaders, if you would stand. Where are you? Okay, now I want to ask you to come and stand up here in the front, if you wish. Guys, I just really, I have such a sense that there's, these are, are men and women that have been set apart and chosen by God. Um, they're older in age than the rooted kids. But there is a passing on from one generation to the next. We've got our grade sevens, the oaks. Where are our oaks? Are they here? All right. It's a very, it's a very important age. You, you're heading from being 12, 13, going into high school. And I just believe I'm going to call out those children also, and the ones that I've prayed over and, and prophesied over. I want you to come to the front also. Eden, Isaac, Liam, Aiden. Aiden, I want you to come and stand here, my sweetie pie. The youth leaders. I want to do this as a prophetic demonstration this morning. Wildfire leaders, can you come please? And I want you to stand in front of these these um, ignite leaders and face the congregation. And then I want Isaac, Eden, Liam and Aiden, I want you to come and stand. And I want the guys from Wildfire, I want you to know in front of them. That's it. And I want you to lay hands. So the guys that are standing here in the back row, I want you to lay hands on the guys in front of you, and I want you to lay hands on those children. Matt, I feel that you're going to have a very interesting time ahead, because there's a, there's a cohesion, obviously your mum's leading the, the other ministry, but there's a cohesion between the, the various ministries, and you're going to have children that are going to be released into youth. And so there's going to be a rising up, and, and it's going to be wisdom. As I mentioned, these fivefold ministries that begin to emerge, and there's going to be and there's going to be a convergence of all these ages together. How I don't know, but God's going to do it by His Spirit. But I want us to just lift our hands this morning. Just raise our hands. Just come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. This morning I could hear the bells of liberty and the bells of freedom being rung over this church. 
Father, the high praises of God settle to flight the work of the enemy. When the enemy's been coming in like a flood, this morning the standard was raised over this church. Where it's been in the life of the church, where it's been in personal lives. Father, where there's been, where the enemy has ravaged lives that are represented here. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you by your power of the Holy Spirit and it has been broken this morning in Jesus' name. Now, Father, as we see this prophetic representation here and demonstration, Father, we pray for the rising up of our young children in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for an impartation this morning from Ignite to Wildfire to Rooted Kids, Lord, in Jesus' name. By your Spirit, Lord, I pray that you would reset and rewrite destinies this morning in Jesus' name. Father, that where the enemy has played with children's lives, Lord, where they are, where they are exposed to things that we never did as, as children, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a protection over rooted kids, Lord, in Jesus' name. A shield over their eyes, a shield over their ears, and a sensitizing of their spirit to the Holy Spirit and the voice of your word, Lord, in yeah. Jesus' name. Yeah. Father, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, yeah. we pray for an impartation of fire, Lord, yeah. in Jesus' name. Jesus. An impartation this yeah. morning of fire, Lord, yeah. in Jesus' yeah. name. Right now in their bellies, Lord, that it will be shut up in their bones, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I pray for an anointing of your glory, these glory carriers that you want to release, Father. In Jesus' name, by your spirit, let it be done in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Scripture says, so shall my word be that goes from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty. It shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to read the previous word. Yeah. The previous words. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and does not return there but go to the earth and makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. Amen. But then I want to read the previous verse. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down from heaven and waters the earth, and the next verse, so shall my word be. Yeah. And I want to break this off you. Yeah. The gap between the natural mind thinking yeah. and saying, you will never know God's ways. Because His ways are higher than ours as the heavens are higher than the earth. I want to read the previous verse. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, says my, your ways, my ways, says the Lord. The previous verse says, let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and the words that are missing, O wicked man. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Nor 
Are my ways your ways, O unrighteous man? Because Paul says that the natural mind cannot receive the things of God, but we have received the Spirit of the Lord. And He reveals things to us so that we have the wisdom that comes from the mind of Christ. We've got to break this office. Now, this is one of the things that I want to add to. There is a generation that we are seeing around around us where many of these children come from dysfunctional families. Many of you sitting out there come from dysfunctional families. It is the Father's desire that you should know Him and know His Father's heart to restore you. But I want to tell you that there is a subtle thing that has come into the church which has said, if you've got a dysfunctional family and you were brought up without the right family father figure, you have a wrong relationship with the Father God. I want to break that from you. Because David was brought up in a dysfunctional family where his brothers rejected him and his father didn't even think of him when Samuel came to anoint him. I want to tell you about Joseph who was so rejected by his brethren and his father Jacob was a dysfunctional father. I want to tell you about Jesus who was brought up in a family under adoption by Jacob, his adopted father. Father, he adopted Jesus into his family. And by the time Jesus comes to the age of 30 years old for recognition and release, Joseph is nowhere to be seen. We don't know where he left. Jesus was brought up by a man that had human failings, and yet he had a relationship with who? His heavenly Father. I want to tell you that we've got to take the limits off the thinking of the natural mind and limit it, the power of the word, because the scripture says, the word of God will not return unto him empty. It will accomplish that which he pleases and prosper where he has sent it. And it says, for you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. And I want to tell you that the name changes the new thing are a sign of the breaking into new things for these children Amen. and for this church. Amen. Let's stand because I want to pray over you and over your families and over these children because the Lord is going to release. I saw when we were here together and Tammy was leading us, when she was leading us, I saw the Lord start to open up regions where there's going to be ministries burst in this church that will take Christian evangelism back into the schools going to take evangelism into schools where there will be hundreds of children turning to Christ. There's going to be psalmists and musicians who are raised up from these children and this church that will become evangelistic in their anointing and they will become prophetic to open new spheres where God will send them to change the community and the city and even beyond the city with an evangelism for children to reach new harvests which have not been opened because the church has been locked in its four walls. Amen. This is what I pray. So Father, I want you to just reach out your hands.
to the Lord. And some of you reach up your hands over these children. And we say, Father, we thank you for everything that you've done today. Thank you, Lord. Everything that you've said today. And I believe that you will restore the father heart image yes. into our families here. That we, by the grace of God and by the word of the Lord working in us, will manifest our relationship with you for our children to yeah. see and for all those who don't have a father in their family, we will be role models of mothers and fathers anointed by the Spirit of God that will influence those children that don't have those father role, role models and those mother role models in this church and through the leaders, through the teachers, we will manifest the father heart of God to these children and they will expect that God can do just what he's done for others like Samuel, who was brought up in a delinquent home in the temple, and like David, and like Joseph, rejected by his family and sent away from his father, like any other that God can do, he can use every single one of these children and restore what has been lost by the anointings that he releases through us today. We say, yes, Father, yes, we want your word to come about and to make us able to grow trees of righteousness in this church according to your promises and your prophecies. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You can take your seats. Quickly, I know this has been a, a different meeting, but a very, very powerful meeting. And Joe, Pusiletsu, and your team, I just want to commend you guys what's happened today. So if I say rooted, what's going to happen? Rooted? Yes. Rooted? Yes. Rooted? Yes. No, that wasn't bad. Sammy, well done this morning. It's, it's a joy to also allow a son in the house to preach to us this morning. Okay? Matt's going to be preaching to us. I wear... I'm aware of time. But hey, God lives outside of time and this is his time. So that's all good. Today I really want to thank Joe as well. That was significant. Tony, totally thank you for that significant thing. You see, we don't know what's being set in order in the spirit over us as a people. And God's done something very special for us. For those first time guests here this morning, this is different, but there's no blueprint in the Bible that says what church was good like. So we're celebrating the thing this morning with our every generation. And as the youth do, they just do what they want to do and change it around and do the stuff. Bro, over to you. Thanks. Give it to us. It's fantastic. Your mic is on. Go for it. Yeah. Is this working? Yeah, it's on. I'm on. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Keep on talking. It's good. That's fine, eh? Cool. Wow, well, I don't know where to start here. First, I'll turn this thing on. There's so much gadgets here. Cool. Give me a second. We're just pulling out of this. Okay, Sheldon said we are going to be a bit run over time a bit. That's okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Cool. So for the, those of you guys who don't know me, uh, my name is Matt. I, yeah, I work with the youth here at the church. I'm running the youth ministry. So I work here two days a week at the church. And I've been doing youth ministry for about eight years now. Um, at another church, and yeah, here at the Bay, it's been yeah, almost three years, going three years now. Um, and I've just had something that God's been bringing my heart for a long time. Um, and I'm not going to speak for too long, we're going to have a bit of a skip um, soon. But basically, um, I actually have this, this same scripture that's just been read a few times. 
um, on Jesus said, telling the kids to come to me. Let me just grab it in here. So I'm going to read this again. It's been spoke, this scripture has been spoken, spoken out twice already today. Um, it says in Matthew 19, Then children were brought to him, to Jesus, that he, may, that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people um, for bringing the children. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and went away. I just think it's amazing that prophetic thing we did now with laying the hands on the children. And just being here this morning makes me emotional for many reasons. But I, but I look at what's been happening this morning and I just, deep down in my heart, I'm just like, I love this church. Like, honestly, I just love this church. And every Sunday you come... I love you, man. Yeah, thank you. And every Sunday you come here and you see the kids playing just like they are now. And no one really says keep quiet or go sit in the corner. It's like, let them, let them be joyful. And I want to say to you kids this morning, I want to say to all of you kids this morning, don't ever lose the joy that you guys have and the playfulness. In the Bible, it speaks about a childlike faith. Okay? There's something special that you guys carry and there's been a new mandate put on kids, kids today yeah. and it's, I'm super, super excited. Um, and yeah, just made me emotional, especially when Isaac got up, my little brother Isaac, um, yeah, I just couldn't stop crying. So it's my big little brother. Yeah. He did make me tap out in a wrestle for the first time the other day. So, yeah. um, But what I'm going to be speaking on today, I almost want to change the title already from this morning. But it's God's heart for the younger generation. And it's been spoken on a lot already. I'm going to be getting quite practical and challenging us as a church and what this means for us as the older generation. Okay. When I say younger generation, I mean everyone from newborn to 19. When I say older generation, for argument's sake, I mean 20 and up, okay? Yeah. Just for argument's sake. Yeah, I'm, I just turned 30. So, um, but if you're 20, I know you consider yourself young, but just for argument's sake, 20 and up, you're the older generation, just for now. Okay, so as I said, this is gonna be a challenge for us as a community, and already you've been able to see, just from the kids getting up here, how multicultural we are as a church. And as the Ignite, the Ignite youth got up here this welcome this morning, they shared in those different languages that they speak. And you can just see the, the different cultures and the different generations we have in this church. Yeah. It's such a beautiful, rare thing. Okay? I've been involved, although I am young, I've been involved in different churches across Cape Town for, since, our, since 2002. Um, multiple churches. And to, what we have here at the Bay is something so special. And I'm not tuning out the churches or anything. I'm just saying it's such a special thing what we have here at the church. And along those lines, the younger generation are facing more difficulties now than ever before. It's more difficult now to be in the younger generation, to be a kid or a youth in the world today than it ever has been. Okay? There's more things coming in the way. And even in their relationships with God, there's, there's more difficulties. And sometimes, us, as the older generation, we feel like we can't relate. Um, but before I t- talk too much into it, uh, another just I read a statistic, and it says that Almost 80% of Christians get saved on or before their 18th birthday. Okay? So for me, that's clear that God's still in the business of saving lives of the younger generation. Yeah. And doing amazing things in their hearts. That's a clear thing for me. And before I... Rather than me speaking into the, the difficulties they face, the wildfire youth... So just to explain it to you, the Ignite youth is 13 to 15. We meet on a Sunday. And the wildfire youth are the 16s to 19s. 
and they are going to come up and do a skit just to represent the difficulties that they face in terms of their relationship with God. So I know you guys are nervous, but you guys can come on up. Um, I'm going to move some stuff around there for them.
let's turn this thing on again. Is that good? Is that good? There we go. Cool. Um, so yeah, I think I was going to explain this good, but I think it's quite clear that yeah, yeah Sikalela here, here was was just God in that in, in, in that image, just um, wanting to get back to his daughter or to his child, but yet all these things were coming in the way. Um, all these things were let in, um, and the reality is. A lot of our youth have been through those situations, and um, the youth that all the youth that did that—that's our wildfire youth who do. Um, they come on a Friday night, so they're 16 to 19-year-olds, um, and yeah, just journeying with them. A lot of them have been through situations like that where there are things that get in the way of their relationship with God, but the reality is um, that there's grace, you know, and God comes, God comes in, and God breaks through for us, yeah. um, and that's what that—that's gets all about. And um, just a, a quick thing whilst I was sitting there, just, just to, before I forget to say this, the, the renaming of the kids groups are all to do with rooted with like, yeah, flora. And then you think the youth is ignited wildfire. Yeah. So to some of you that might not make sense, but there is a clear thing, and I shared this at the Siakula launch. But basically, the floral kingdom we have in the Cape is Fainbos, okay? And if any, if any of you guys don't know about Fainbos, it's quite a, just grows all over the mountain. And Fainbos, every 12 years, um, 12 years or so, they say that it needs a fire in order for it to burn. Yeah. To burn away um, the bad roots, to burn away the invasive species, the pine trees and things like that. Um, to burn away those invasive species so the Fainbos can grow back stronger. Yeah. And that's kind of the picture I have. And Joe, Joe spoke about we, we're, we're going to need this kind of this flow from kids into youth, and that's kind of how it looks. It's 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 all this growth here, but then then they get to ignite 13 to 15 year olds, and it's igniting that fire. Then they get to wildfire, where it's just like this wildfire burning away all the stuff that you saw before you. The wildfire is burning all of that away in order for us to be able to come to God. So that's the picture and the flow of our kids working to youth. And Practically, it is trying to figure out how we go forward and how, how we get a good flow going. Um, so I'm going to be speaking a bit into that. Before I do, I don't know if you guys have, heard, have ever worshipped the song Hosanna. Just put your hands up if you know the song Hosanna. Okay, some of you might, some of you might not. From a lyric point of view, I feel like this is such an anointed song. And it has, the lyrics of the song are amazing. So there's two lines I want to target in this song. And um, the first one is this, break my heart for what breaks yours, everything I am for your kingdom's cause. And we sing this song, and this is such a big thing to sing out, to say to God, um, break my heart for what breaks yours. And over the years, that's what God's been doing in my life. He's been breaking, breaking my heart for the next generation, yeah. you know. And Tony spoke into the, spoke into the fact that um, a, lot of, a lot of our younger generation do come from dysfunctional homes. Um, I did a talk on fatherhood and youth and I got, I think there was like 30, we had 30 teenagers that evening and I got them to close their eyes and just put up their hands if they have um, fathers in their homes, two out of 30 put up their hands and that just goes to show the, the difficulties that they go through, to be honest the difficulties they go through that I personally can't relate to, yeah. but God can yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the reality of it and that's why I can still do youth yeah. ministry, it's not about me relating with them, it's about it's about us pointing them to God. Yeah. Um, and the second line is at the bottom there. It says this. 
And this is such a big thing. I see a generation rising up to take their place with selfless faith. With selfless faith. And my, what I'm going to be speaking on today is just practically how do we see a generation rising up? Because there is a practical call on us as a church and on us as individuals. And as you know, we're going through a series in James at the moment. And through that series, there's been some amazing preaching and it's been, it's been challenging. A lot of it's been very challenging. And if you haven't been here, a lot of, we've been, I think we've been through a lot of it, most of it. Okay. I'm, I've missed a bit because I've been out with the youth. Um, but I'm going to just be touching on a, on a scripture in James, which I know has been preached on before, um, but it relates, it relates a lot to how we, how we react with the young, respond with the younger generation. And it's this. And this, this scripture is very challenging um, for all of us. And I'm going to touch on a few things. But it says this in James 2, uh, 14 to 26, it says this. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also by itself, if it does not have works, sorry, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Okay. And that last line, um, if it doesn't have works, it's dead. Um, I want to touch on that. And I'm not obviously discrediting, discrediting the faith aspect here because we've spoken a lot into that through the series and in terms of our personal walk with God. But what I'm trying to touch on here is we've been through this James series, but practically how do we step out and how do we live it out? Okay? Because um, it's clear from this scripture that God's calling us to live out our faith, not just, not just sit here and listen and receive and get almost um, overfull on faith, if that makes sense. Um, and, and that happens a lot, that happens a lot. And there's no, there's no easy way around this scripture without challenging, okay? And I'll be honest, just through being involved in youth ministry and kids ministry, I, I've seen, when it comes to the church as a whole, a lack a lack of us impacting the next generation. Yeah. There is a lack. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people here doing amazing stuff, but the reality is, um, and I want to skip across to something, the reality is, this is something that I've been envisioning for a long time. This um, almost trio here, okay? And if we are, we're part of the kingdom of God, okay? And how it looks at the bay, okay? And so just to touch on it, the bay, we have about 100 kids here, yeah. give or take. We have about 50 youth, okay? That's 150 so far, the next generation. Sozo, 100, I think there's about 100 EduCenter students at Sozo. Um, and on top of that, you must have Youth Cafe, 60 or 70, 60 or 70 okay? So that's already about 350 of the younger generation between the two, okay? And then for a lot of you guys who don't know, we've launched a a second NGO called Siakula, which is Sozo is impacting the, the youth, and Siakula is going to be focused on the children and children and adults, and how, and how do we impact them? So within early next year, there's going to be a, about 50 children involved there. So you're looking at 400 of the next generation involved here, okay, in this kingdom that we're working, the sphere that we're working in, and this is how I see it. So with that in mind. I was praying into this and just feeling a sense that a lot of you guys sitting here in front of me 
have faults. I need my water. Oh, there it is. In just preparing this, I felt there's a lot of you guys that have felt certain callings over your lives to do maybe with the next generation, but maybe other stuff as well. And I wrote down five things. And I feel there's a lot of you guys, a lot of us sitting here um, who at some point in your life you felt called to ministry. Okay? The second one is that you've, you've had a heart and a burning in your heart for the next generation. Okay? The third one is that you felt like you want to raise leaders, okay? You want to raise up leaders. The fourth one is that you're passionate about social justice or community development. And the fifth one is you feel called to be on mission, okay? If you take five of those things, and some of you guys are feeling that you felt called to them, you felt that burning on your heart, is I see a lot of people, and I'm going to be quite blunt and honest, talking about those things a lot, okay? But I feel it's time for us to start stepping out and doing something about it. It speaks about faith without works is dead. We speak about these things. I see a lot of of that stuff spoken about on Facebook, but then you see very little action. The the reality is we have 150 of the younger generation in this building tonight and another 250 in communities around us that we need to start discipling. We need to practically start stepping out because if we don't, nothing's going to happen. And that's the reality of it. And that's that's the call for us as a church and for, for everyone, all of us as individuals, is to start thinking, how can we walk alongside the next generation? Now, on Friday nights, I've spoken into discipleship and mentoring, and pretty much every single one of the youth is, is very, very keen to have someone older that they can look up to within the church that, that can mentor them. Everyone, all the youth are keen. And I've never ever worked with a youth like we have at the Bay that are so passionate and hungry for God. I've I've honestly never seen it. There's something special over these youth. The youth that got up here on the stage this morning did the welcome, and then the older youth that got up here and did the skit. They are so hungry for God. The conversations that the younger youth are having in Alpha is incredible. The conversations we're having on a Friday night is incredible. Um, even I was, I was involved a bit at Sozo with the grade nines doing a youth alpha and the stuff that the, the Sozo youth as well were coming through with a lot of them aren't even plugged into a church but they, they are hungry for more they're realizing that there's more to life than what they're living now and what, what, what we desperately need is for people to mentor we need people to disciple and God sent Jesus to earth to die for our sins okay that's just the essential, the essential part of why Jesus was here. But an, another essential part is that Jesus came to model what it is to, to walk a Christian life. Yeah. Okay? And part of that walk was Jesus showed us the model of discipleship. He showed us what it is to disciple. Okay? When he discipled the 12, um, he, showed, he showed us what to do. Okay? And yeah, so Jesus showed us discipleship. And there's a scripture in Isaiah. I don't have it up on the screen, but I'm going to read it out for you. Janice, my wife always says this is my favorite scripture. But in Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40, verse 28 to 31, it says this. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives the power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Okay, I'm going to stop there before I go on the next part. Just with that part, when it comes to mentoring and discipling, okay, we often feel like we're not good enough. Okay? As people, we feel like we're not good enough Christian, 
or I'm not as strong in my faith as I should be, okay? Another thing I've realized with youth is vulnerability and just being open and journeying with them, there's something amazing in it. It's not about being perfect because the perfect Christian doesn't exist anymore on earth. On earth. Um, and so it's not about that, but it's about just giving of your time. It's about love and it's about care, okay? And it goes such a long way. I personally have learned so much through doing youth ministry. My, my, my walk with God wouldn't be where, where it is now, now if I wasn't stepped into youth ministry. I didn't feel a calling on my life. I was 21. I was probably, no, I was about 20. And I was probably going through a series of my life when I was partying, doing some bits of stuff that they were doing here that I shouldn't have been doing. And my youth leader from my old church, um, he phoned me up one day and he said, Matt, I want you to come on camp as a leader. I want you to come on summer camp and help lead a group. So I told him, you don't, you don't want me as a leader. Trust me, you do not want me as a leader. And he said, no, 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 I want you to come. I want you to come on this camp. So I went on that camp feeling very out of my comfort zones. But I was meant to be leading a group with another guy. That guy didn't pitch, so I was leading a group by myself. So it was very daunting for me. But what it did was, it helped me to see that even though I felt like I didn't have much, I still had something to give. Okay? I still had something to give. And the rest of the scripture says this, Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So, so on the back of that, um, Again, it's just, just an encouragement for us as a church to, even though you may be feeling weary, even though you may be feeling tired, and although there are seasons in our lives when we do need rest, when you do need to spend a year or two just, just being in church and receiving, um, there are also seasons in our lives when we need to step up. Yeah. And we need to step yeah. up yeah. Okay. Um, and, and start doing something with what we're learning. Yeah. Another thing that's, I've, I just feel a real sense that it's time to start elevating discipleship okay as a gifting in people um and when it comes to kids and youth work within the bay practically um we can often get it in our heads that the youth are oh, got to give up my friday night or if i'm doing kids i got to give up my sunday morning but it doesn't necessarily have to be that yeah. okay takazani where's takazani takazani at the back there um takazani used to do youth on a friday night but she's had a second child so she wasn't able to, but she's still journeying with some of our youth girls during the week, and I've seen such fruit through that discipleship. Um, so it's not necessarily about you guys just having to, to give up of your time that doesn't work out for you, but it's about we can start journeying with youth and kids during the week. We can start getting practical about it. We can start getting creative. Okay? I've seen discipleship models come and go, and when you put like this structure down to it, it doesn't really work, and we're not a structured church. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, so there's, there's freedom on this. If you guys are sitting here and you, and you have felt at any point that those things I read earlier have been on your hearts, that the younger generation is on your hearts, there's time to start doing something about it. Okay? And we, we often say, I think for a lot of us, it's t- there's, a, there's a time thing. Okay? Our jobs are busy. Our um, social life is quite busy. Our, and we don't, know, we don't know where to make time, okay? Sheldon was speaking to me a while ago about 
um, when we walk with God, our capacity increases. And it was a time when I was struggling to juggle things. And he was just saying, when we're living spiritual lives day by day, our capacity increases. And it's so true. Okay? But the reality is, this: for some of us, that maybe your job's too busy, okay? or your social life's too busy, we need to start giving things up for discipleship. Okay? That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did, and that's what we've got to do. Okay? And it's quite a blunt, practical message, but that's the reality of it, is that we need to start giving things up because it's not about us, it's about Jesus. Um, And I feel strongly, strongly about that. And um, I'm ready, I'm honestly ready to give my life up for discipleship. Okay? And we don't retire from discipleship. It's something we're called to do for our lives, is disciple the younger generation as the older generation. Um... And if there's something on your heart that doesn't, that's not necessarily at the bay, it's another thing, another thing you often hear within church context is, I don't know which area I want to serve in right now because there's nothing really for me, or I don't, I feel frustrated because the church isn't doing this. It's up to you guys to do it. Okay? We are the church. Everyone here is the church. And we often rely on the, the leadership of the church or the oldest of the church to just make things happen for us. But we have... We have the faith and the works to be able to step out yeah. and do something Come about on. it. Okay? Yeah. So it's time to start stepping up. And our kids and youth, as I said, they need discipleship. It's not about being a young, trendy leader. I'm not very trendy at all. The youth remind me of that a lot. Um, I'm not very trendy. But it's not about being a young, trendy leader. To do youth ministry, you don't need to be even a young adult. Um, someone in their 20s. It's just about love. Okay? And... Currently, within youth context, we, we have one female leader. Okay? So there, there's a need here. And practically with our kids' ministry, yeah. there's a need for yeah. leaders. Okay? There's such a need for leaders. Yeah. And you see now how many kids there are here compared to leaders. There's a need. Okay? And I want to encourage you guys practically to start trying to serve. Even if you're just going to check out kids' work one week or two weeks, or you come to check out youth one week or two weeks, or you're going out to help check out at Sozo one week or two weeks. Whatever it may be, just try something. Okay? Yeah. At Sozo, we're starting something very exciting, which I've been chatting with Alana and Cecil and Kate and Keenan about. And that's the fact we're going to be starting an Edu Centre youth group. Sure. So we have youth here on a Friday night with the youth that is the biscuit. But as we said earlier, there's over 100 Edu Centre youth. Yeah. Okay? So, and it's been the juggle of how do we integrate youth here with the youth at Sozo, okay? Because it's a crucial thing. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be starting at Edgy Centre Youth from 2 to 4 on a Friday, okay? So we're going to have 2 to 4 on a Friday, youth at Edgy Centre, and then from 6 p.m. there's going to be youth here as well. So it's going to be, start getting very busy and there's a need for people. So if you feel anything that I've been mentioning on your heart, if you feel any of these things on your heart, come and talk to me, talk to Pusoletso, um, you guys all met her, she's doing the kids' work, um, talk to Anton and Alana if it's Sozo. But guys, I want to encourage you guys not to go away from here having, to ex- having experienced what you experienced yeah. without yeah. stepping out and doing something about it. Because we often do that. We often listen and we go away and a few weeks later, you know, it's gone in the back of our minds. But I want to encourage us to step out and do something. Um, yeah. My mouth gets so dry, sorry. Yeah. So, I just want to share a quick story with you guys of my, probably my longest journey of, of discipleship. When I was, 
at a, before, before coming to the bay, I was discipling five guys, and um, yeah, it was. We were in observatory, so two guys were from I think Salt River, a couple guys from London, and one guy was here from Grassy Park. And through this discipleship journey, I saw these guys get become such strong friends. From when they were 12, and then when they were about 17 years old, something very hectic happened. So there were five boys, close, close friends. They were like best friends. They were walking with God. They loved the Lord. I was seeing amazing fruit through this discipleship. And it wasn't that I was doing anything. It was just that I was being consistent. Okay? Being consistently committed. Um, I don't feel like I was doing very, very well at reading the Bible with them. I don't feel like I was doing very well with the practical things. But I was consistently committed to them. And one Friday night, one Friday night I got a phone call. I was about to go to youth. That one of the boys was in, was in the hospital. And he had had... Um, yeah, basically, he had had a problem with his brain, and he was in the hospital, and the next day he passed away. And I remember so clearly standing up at his funeral, just looking out, and almost feeling the sense of guilt that I hadn't done enough, okay? But God helped me rem- help remind me through that process that it's not about me, okay? I kept making this journey about me. Have I done enough? Have I done this? But the most important thing is pointing them to God. The most important thing is that pointing them to God, and... Um, it was so important. So, this is probably one of the most difficult things that I've been through with, with this discipleship journey was, was that moment for me. And by the same time, I can look back on that knowing that he's in heaven at this point. And that I was able to just, just simply point him to God. It wasn't about me. It was about pointing him to God. And he was, he's, he was able to have a relationship with God. And I know he's in heaven. Um, and these other boys are doing well. They're leading a youth ministry there. And they've been through so much. But the joy of discipleship, although there is a, a cost to it and a sacrifice on our part to commit and, and to be consistent, there's so much fruit and joy that comes from it. Okay. So, I'm going to leave you with that. I think I've been through all of this. Yeah. I'm going to leave you with that. But, yeah, I just really, really want to encourage you guys. I just hope that what I've shared hasn't been too much information and stuff. But my prayer is that you guys will feel stirred and called for discipleship because discipleship isn't just a calling. Um, isn't just a calling that we feel in our hearts, but it's something we clearly are told in the Bible to, to step out and do. So I want to leave us with that. And, and yeah, I'm going to hand over to Sammy. Is that cool? Yeah. Come on, bro. Come on, let's applaud this guy. Come on. Well done, bro. Done. No one's falling into GPS? No. I know it's lunchtime, but you know we are. This is Messy Church. Have you got one song left in you? This song, this song is going to become an anthem. If I play a song at home, I only like to sing the noise songs. I really like carrying the God of it. I was singing this song in my band camp there at home and I felt God all over this one. It's a good okay? I just wanted to meet everyone there today. We, we, God is here to look for you. And it's not going to be happening by, happen by sitting back and going, wow, that's amazing. It's all of us playing a part and doing something. And to see this younger generation. Rooted? Yes. Rooted? Yes. Cool. Are we going to sing this next song with everything inside of us? Yes. Right? Come on, let's all stand up together. Okay.